If you like Rogan and Rodney, be sure to check out Petros and Money. Hear them live weekdays at 3 on AM 570 LA Sports or podcast their show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Petros and Money. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we're off. One hour. Let's go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, AM 570 LA Sports. Have Clipper basketball. So uh, we'll just be in for an hour today. Okay, here's the bottom line, Laker fans. Last night, the THT experience in full effect. Some good, some bad, some good again. Uh, He had a nice game scoring-wise. The Lakers win. They beat Houston. No AD, no LeBron. So what does that mean? That means technically they're still alive. What does it really mean? Because Dallas won, so Dallas has now got that wrapped up. So now it's Portland and the Lakers. What does it mean? It means the Lakers, sure, they need to win, but it really comes down to this, Rodney, Portland. Portland wins both games, it's over. That's simple. If they win both, it's over. All the Lakers can do, they do not control their own destiny now. And if Portland does win and they are... The sixth seed or fifth, depending on how Dallas and Portland shake out, uh, that would mean the Lakers would be the seventh seed. They would be in the play-in game. It looks like they will open against Golden State, and the winner of that little mini-series then would get Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs. I got to tell you, I'm voting for that. I'm going in that direction. I don't think Golden State will be easy because Steph Curry's been playing out of his mind. I would rather see the Lakers go to the playoff play-in situation, win there, and open against Phoenix. The play-in situation, so explain it again for our listeners and for me again, Fred. Okay. So they, they play, they would play Golden State. As it stands today, we're talking about the Lakers in the play-in, seventh seed, right? right? So they would play Golden State, which Correct. is sitting right now at what? Eight. Eight. And if they beat Golden State, or if Golden State beats the Lakers, because they would have to beat the Lakers twice, correct? Right. So the way it works is uh, Lakers would play Golden State. Lakers beat Golden State. It's over. The Lakers are the seventh seed. Okay. If Golden State beats the Lakers, they play one more game. Winner of that game becomes the seventh seed. The loser of that game is not eliminated. They're still in it. Because now they're going to play the winner of 9-10. Mm-hmm. Same scenario. They play. If eight beats the winner of nine, 10 in the first game, that's over. If nine beats eight, they play one more wait, time. Wait, confuse me. All right. So well, you said nine, 10. Right. Then you said eight. Right here. Let's let's do it again. Come on, Fred. Well, no, I think Give it me made a headache. Sense. All right. I think it made sense. Seven's going to play eight. Right. Okay. Winner of that is the seventh seed. Gotcha. Okay. Loser, loser of that. Yes. Now plays the winner of 9 10. 
and nine ten plays one game, or they play that three game deal. The same too. thing. They play so this. nine wins the first game. It's over. It's over. And okay. Okay. And then the winner of nine ten plays, plays the loser of seven eight. Right. Okay. And they only play once. By the way, Fred, the loser of nine ten plays the the winner of nine ten plays the loser of seven eight one time. Oh, it's one time. That one, one is only one game. The only time there will be a two game scenario is if 8 will beat 7 twice or 10 will beat 9 twice. Okay, so then they play one game. Whoever wins that is 8. And that's how it looks. So, if the Lakers are in the play-in, 7-8, they win that, they're the 7th seed. If they lose 7-8... Then they have to play again? They play again. One more game. One more game, and the winner of that one is the 8th seed. Right now... Barring something happening with Portland, the Lakers would be seven. Let them beat eight, and then they would open against Phoenix. I think that's the best road to take. Yeah. I'm with LeBron. Whoever came up with this needs to be fired. (laughs) (laughs) This is the dumbest thing in the world. Play that Doc soundbite. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That is like like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yes, it is. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Money. That's why we're doing it. Money. More games on TV. More games that matter on and TV. They're, they're, I heard one statement that they're doing this because it's it could it's incentivize people from tanking, teams from tanking. No? I, I, I don't agree with that. It's one thing if you're going to invite everybody to do a kind of a round-robin tournament, you know, teams nine – or yeah, nine through whatever to play in in a one game little tournament to see if they can get in. That way, you know, you don't take. But but teams that are totally out of it, it's you know, or out of it, and they're not going to even be the tenth seed. What stops them from tanking? Right. Well, the separation between those, I mean, there's a there's a significant gap. Like if I look at the Western Conference specifically, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Houston have realistically no shot whatsoever. But say Sacramento, who now has 38 losses, so they're out of it now, but they weren't out of it last week. So if you were a team at this point in the season, and you, you would usually say, well, we have no shot of making the A seat. What does it matter? If you have a chance to actually get into the tournament via this way, via the play-in game, you'll be more incentivized to want to win games as opposed to saying, well, we have nothing to play for anyway. Screw the entire rest of the season. And that's what the NBA is trying to protect against. Yep. Not the teams that have zero shot whatsoever. The ones who are kind of on the fringes and have a shot to kind of sneak in. Those are the ones they want to incentivize because you just want to have more meaningful games at the end of the regular season. Yeah, you- but but the whole goal is to eliminate they don't want tanking in general, right? So if, if one team or two teams or three teams are tanking, I mean, it defeats to me it defeats the purpose because you didn't eliminate teams from tanking. Well, I think there's not, I don't know if there's anything you can do to totally eliminate it, but if you can curb it a little bit, if it's only five teams tanking as opposed to nine teams tanking, I think the league would rather have that. And I think that's what it is. I just, yeah. But I, the whole notion, okay, you play all these games to get in the top eight and the top eight should be there. And that's the way it should be. Not this, oh, we're going to add two extra teams for a little play in deal here and there. It just makes no sense to me. I'm with you. It's like the one the one game wild card in baseball. Yeah. It's the exact same concept. We played all these games for it to come down to one. That makes no yeah. sense. But no to, Fred, sense. to Fred's point, it's all about the money. Yeah, that's what it's about. And here's the thing. You talk about Sacramento, and you say, well, we don't want to tank. Look, let's say Sacramento got into the playoffs. Great for Sacramento. They're going to get annihilated. It doesn't matter. They're dead anyway. 
just to, you know, yeah. some franchises, there's an expectation. You need to be in the conversation. You need to have a shot to win. Some franchises, the expectation is, well, maybe we're good enough to get to the playoffs, but we can never win. If you're that franchise, it's like you didn't make the playoffs anyway. Not financially. Yeah. Financially, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell uh, the players that play on the team that are playing every night that it doesn't matter if they make it or not. We can sit here and say you'll get your asses kicked in the first round, but they don't think of it that way. Yeah, but they will. They will get Who their cares? asses kicked that, in the first round. Doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is when it goes back to this concept of is somebody going to tank? Is somebody not going to tank? Why are we doing it? It's just this. It's TV money. It's pure and simple. More games, more money. And everybody shares in that. But yeah, the system is really screwed up. So as you sit here and try to debate what should happen, the easiest road for the Lakers would be your seven. And that means you would open against Phoenix. I'll take that to start. If you're six, you're going to open against the Clippers. Yeah. And that's not going to be easy. And by the way... So you're saying Dallas is already locked up the fifth seed or, or the sixth seed? No, Dallas sure. is... One of the two. Yeah, Dallas is in. It's just where they're going to finish. Yeah, we know they're in. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers are in. Right? It, it just when are they going to finish? But where's... You say Dallas, they have no chance. I mean, Portland. Portland, Portland and Dallas are both 41 and 29. The Lakers are 40 and 30. So... The Lakers yeah. still have an outside shot. They pretty much have to have to win their last two. Yeah, but Dallas, and Dallas, and Dallas Portland has to lose their last two. Right. No. Dallas owns the tie break against the Lakers. This right? is true. Yes. They okay. Do. So Dallas is in. Well, they're in. What, what well, are you talking about? In. What do you mean by in? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is Dallas could in. be five or six. Right. The right. Lakers could be five, six, six or no, they six, can't. seven, six, six, seven or eight. Right. So it's or Portland out. now. That that's what we're looking at. Who owns because the, the Lakers, the best the Lakers can do is tie Dallas, is what you're saying. Right. Who owns the tiebreaker, owns the tiebreaker between breaker. Portland and Dallas? Portland, Portland does. Portland. Oh, 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 Portland and Dallas. Yeah, Portland and Dallas. I don't know that. Right. I mean, look, Dallas. The Lakers can win their next two, and Dallas can lose their next two. And then the Lakers would have one extra win. Yeah, Fred. So this is not wrapped up yet. It's not. It's only one game. It's only one game separating Dallas, Portland, and Lakers. Right. Right. So if the Lakers win the next two and and Dallas loses, that would put the Lakers in the fifth seed. Now Portland and Portland only has, lose. Portland, Portland has loses. one game left, Rodney. So they have, they have oh, one yeah. game left against Denver. Right. So if they lose that game, they will be forty-one and thirty. The Lakers could right. potentially finish forty-two and thirty. So yes, the Lakers do right. have a shot to still finish five. However, not likely. But how would that? Can. How would that work? Since they played one less game. You said that Portland could end it, end up forty one and thirty, and Lakers end up forty two and thirty. Do they go by the losses or the wins? Yeah, I'm not sure. Because if it's up. if it's lost, because because Portland owns the oh. tiebreaker against the Lakers. I misspoke. Portland plays Phoenix tonight. Then they play Denver. So right. all so three of those teams have two games left. Yeah. Right. All three of them have two games left. So if the Lakers finish four two, 42 and thirty, the Blazers can finish forty one and thirty, forty one and thirties, as well as for the Mavericks or forty one and thirty one. The Lakers can still get five. So yeah, nothing's Fred. wrapped up, Fred. Yeah. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is the Lakers. What are you win. saying? What are you saying? The Lakers have to win out. And then they, they have to hope. Well, we know that. that Portland, but you said they had no chance. You said Dallas has already got the spot. Dallas. Yeah. I think the Lakers have no chance. I'm just telling you. That's the way I look at it. Is there a reason behind that? Yeah, Fred. Because Dallas and Portland. Okay. On paper. Yeah. I guess the Lakers are okay. 
Who does Dallas play? Last two. Kevin is checking. They play Toronto and they play Minnesota. Those are both okay. be wins for them. They should oh, yeah. be. So Dallas, at least one of them should be. And yeah. if one of them is, then then the Lakers have no chance to jump them. Right. All they got to do is win one out of two. Yes. Right. Both of them have to win one out of two. Yeah. That's it. And the Lakers have to win. Yeah. So we assume that both of them will, will win one out of two. So I've got the Lakers in seventh. Well, Portland's got Phoenix and they got who else? They got another one. Denver, right? Phoenix and Denver. Neither of no. those are given. Right. The question is, is Denver going to play? Yeah. And, and and how hard is Phoenix going to play? Since they Is Phoenix already locked up the second seed or they got a chance to be – or no. is Utah already locked up the number one seed? Utah is 50 and 20. Suns are 48 and 21. So, no. That's not been locked up. Ooh. And, by the way, Denver can still catch the Clippers right. for three. So yeah, the Clippers, so they're all playing. Yeah, Denver only has uh, – they're, they're back by one game behind the Clippers. So, everybody's playing for something. Yeah. It's just a matter, are they? You know, and they're like, well, let's slot ourselves. Like kind of Tampa Bay did in football. We kind of want to be in that fifth seed so we can play Washington. So, is it, you know, does Denver say we kind of like where we are? Let's, let's rest our guys so we can be that fourth seed or fifth seed. So Denver plays at Minnesota tonight. Hmm. And Fiend, and Portland plays at Phoenix tonight. Denver's uh Den, uh, excuse me. The Raptors are at Denver tomorrow or Dallas tomorrow. Excuse me. That's tomorrow. Okay. Or do the Clippers say, you know what? Uh, four seats this feels better than that third seat. Clippers are at Charlotte tonight. You'll hear that here on the radio station. Yep. So there's a lot of moving and shaking. I think the greater yeah. point that we're trying to make is that nothing's been locked up. Yeah, Fred, stop there's saying it's locked moving, up. There's still moving parts here. I think tomorrow, Portland will have <laughs> wrapped it up. I think Portland wins tonight. At Phoenix, okay. Yeah, I think Portland That'd wins That'll be a tonight. big win. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll win tonight. So I think Portland will be fine. And I think that uh, Dallas Dallas is tomorrow. the one that I think that of all the teams, and we're talking about Dallas is the one that's probably got it wrapped up to wherever they want to be. And I think they'll be Toronto tomorrow, and then that'll be yeah. that. So, okay. Uh, we're only on for an hour. We do need to talk about these comments from Jerry West. So, you remember some time ago that Jeannie Buss was asked a question. Uh, give me the five most important people in Laker history. Well, at first, and she was put on the spot, she was on a podcast. She left Magic off the list. And somebody said, what about Magic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic's got to be on the list, right? Jerry West was not included on the list. And she did. She asked about can coaches be involved too, right? right? She said Phil. It said Phil. Yeah. Yeah. But Jerry West was not involved on the list, and everybody kind of, you know, shook their head a little bit and said, "Well, Jerry West not only is a player, but is an executive. He's certainly one of the five most important people in Laker history." Yeah. Yeah. She also didn't include her dad, but he, you know he would be on that list as well. Anyway, so Jerry West was on a podcast with Peter Vesey, and. uh the podcast was long. Kevin said it was about two hours long. Mm-hmm. But there, Peter Vesey asked some questions in there, and one of them had to do with being left off that list. Here's what Jerry West had to say. When Magic was hired, would you have come back and, and been his right-hand man had they asked you? They were never going to ask me, Pete. Why? They were just never going to ask me. Would you have come back had they asked you? I don't think so, Pete. It would have been difficult. Um, mm. 
you know, I, I saw the other day who Jeannie Buss is, uh, made a statement that uh, the five most important Lakers, um, one of the most offensive things I've ever heard in my life. Let's put it this way. I was there a lot of, a lot of times and uh, had a lot of success and uh, would curious be curious to know why, if they would have had that success if I hadn't been there. And I don't ever take credit for stuff. I don't. But when I was around, maybe I was just a good luck charm, okay? <laughs> but I do know that when this thing fell apart, there was a lot of years that they weren't very good. I, I think she was caught off guard, you know, just in her defense a little bit, because she left off magic, too. And then they said, yeah, well, you didn't say magic. Oh, yeah, well, magic should be no more. So I, I believe she she was uh, just just a little harried there. So I don't believe it for a second. Dude. Okay. All right. All right. What do you think about that? She what do you say at the end? I don't what for a second? I don't, I don't believe, believe that for a, for a second. second. Don't oh. believe that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, first off, when you're, when you're genie bus and ask that question, you got to decline it. You got to say this. Is like, it's like asking somebody asking you who's your favorite child, right? You, you can't really answer that question because you're going to piss somebody off. So that's to me. That's the, the the first thing. It's like you put him in a spot. I can't. I can't really answer that. There's so many influential, and it's all subjective. So I'm not going to answer that. Um. On top of that, the only thing that I would say that, in her defense, of not it not being personal with Jerry West is that she left magic off too. So to me, it was like, oh yeah, it's a no-brainer. And, oh, yeah, 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 Magic's on there. But initially, she left him off, which is, come on, nobody leaves Magic Johnson off the Laker importance list. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was in her offense that she was caught off guard. She didn't have really time to think about it. But also, in Jerry's defense, I would say there are people you got to think about to put on the list, and then there are no-brainers on the list. And Jerry West is a no-brainer. Magic Johnson is a no-brainer. I think those two are, if we're talking, and obviously she left off her dad, and they didn't go back, I guess, and go say, what about your dad, or or can can owners count? Because um, he certainly would have been on the list. But the, the two, to me, no-brainer Lakers are Jerry West and Magic Johnson. See, Jerry, Jerry said at the end, and I think this is the most telling part of it, because maybe you give her a pass. Maybe, you know, it just caught her in the spur of the moment. He said it was intentional, right? Mm -hmm. That's what he said. And if you think back to the relationship that Jerry West had with the Lakers when he was in the front office, and it seemed that it became fractured when Phil Jackson got here. Mm -hmm. And there were, because he left. Yeah. I mean, Jerry West left. Now, make no mistake about it, Jerry West built uh, the Kobe Shaq Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Showtime. Showtime. Make no mistake about it. It yeah. was Jerry West. He was the architect. And when Phil Jackson got here, things seemed to become fractured a bit. Uh, and all of a sudden, Jerry West was gone. And Jerry, I think, felt that he had lost some of, I don't want to say his power, I don't want to say that, but I, that feeling of I'm doing it because Phil was here. And the funny thing is, 
and Jerry tells the story, that he actually asked Jerry Buss to pay Phil Jackson more to get him because Jerry West was all about building the franchise. But I think there was a fracture there around that time. And, you know, Jerry Buss obviously made a decision. It's kind of like with Kobe and Shaq. Jerry Buss had to make a decision. You know, if you're put in that position, here it's the old thing, Rodney. You know what? I'd like you to work this out on your own. I really would. But if you come to me, I'm going to make a decision. Better you guys handle it, right? Because if you ask me, I'm going to make a decision. And I will. And somebody's not going to be happy with it. I think maybe at that time, that's kind of what happened with Jerry West. And he did feel slighted. And if we had him on right now, he would probably say that. Of course. He felt slighted then. And he feels slighted now. Um, and I think it, it, and I can be wrong, Kevin. I mean, you know, you know Laker history as well as anybody. Uh, I, I think it had to do with that time period where Phil Jackson came in. And that's kind of where it started to fragment. Sure seemed like it, and Jerry has never explicitly gone on the record to say, like, I blame Phil, he's the reason why I left. But if he just, as Vic would say, listen to what he doesn't say in multiple interviews throughout the years, you can tell that there was a divide there. And he he sort of felt that even Jerry Buss and even Jeannie Buss, to a certain degree, kind of nudged him out of the door or took away some of his, to your point, like a little bit of his of his power. And so he said, and I didn't pull the audio of this from this podcast from uh, Peter Vesey that we just played a little excerpt from, but he basically said, I don't want to be somewhere where I'm not wanted. So right. he said, Why, what's the point of wasting my time with somewhere where I, people don't want me to be there? So he wasn't just going to hang around as a figurehead and be in a building where he didn't feel comfortable anymore, which makes total sense to me. Yeah, sometimes relationships run their course. Sad, because really, Jerry West did build all of that. He was the guy, you know, and he doesn't come out and go, I'm the guy, but we know he did it. We saw him do it. Isn't that what makes it so much more telling because he's right. Who's more humble than Jerry West? He always, he always takes the blame for when they lose. He never takes credit for when teams win, but he says, I'm rarely ever want to pat myself on the back, but I guess I was just, I guess I was just a guy. What? But come on now. What? No, that's what I'm saying. He's saying, come on now. I, you know, I'm, I'm not one to take credit. I'm not. Pat myself on the back, but you're talking about the five. I'm not in the top five of influential Lakers. I should be in the top five just what I did as a player. You know, um, I mean, we don't talk about it a whole lot, but you think about the 60s and how many times the Lakers went down. Now they faced the Boston team, unfortunately, but how many times they went to the finals with him? I mean, as a player, you could argue he's, he's definitely in the top five. And then you go down the list of what he did, as you mentioned, the architect of Showtime Lakers, the architect of Shaq Kobe Lakers, um, all the things that he did. There is absolutely no question that he is in the top five. But again, um, being caught off guard, he's he's – you know, obviously saying there's some underlying tension and, and there's no, you know, there was, there was something going on where he didn't feel wanted after a period of time. So it was it was intentional. And I, I guess I'll throw it out there that, OK, if it was intentional, then it was intentional for her to leave Magic Johnson off, too. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think that was uh, a slip of the tongue 
off the top of her head. But given what Jerry said, I'm not so sure that even if she had considered it, she would have included him. And to the point about... So do you think... Wait, so do you think if, if they would have threw it out like they did Magic, if they threw out, well, what about Jerry West? If Peter would have said, what about Jerry West? Well, all right, she, you know what? She'd have been in a tough spot, I think. Because then she would have said, well, who do I take off You don't off think she would have said, yeah, oh, yeah, Jerry, for sure. You don't think she would have said that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But to his point, Rodney, now, and I'm going to... I'm going to disagree a little bit on this with him. To his point when he was asked, uh, when Magic was hired, would he have come back? And, you know, he basically indicated, uh, you know, no. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't think Magic could have been the president of the Lakers and Jerry West could have been the president of the Lakers. I don't think that would have worked. Or the GM. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would have worked. No. Yeah. I think Jerry Jerry's in charge, yeah. to his credit. He if, says he's not. No, but it, yeah, yeah I, I hear what you're saying, but I think in that scenario, you could not have hired Magic and Jerry. you got to pick one or the other. That I agree with. Both are strong-willed. Uh, both operate businesses. Um, no, I don't think that would have worked, Kevin. Jerry's been a consultant for multiple teams over but the last how many years? He's been a consultant, but not with the team he built, the Lakers. Not with the team he played for, the Lakers. Everywhere he's gone, and, and he turned Memphis around. He was the actual GM at that time, by the way. Right. He turned Memphis around. Give him credit. He started to rebuild that thing. Okay? And that was terrible when he got there. But what he touches usually turns to gold. He becomes a consultant yeah. at Golden State. Boom, it works. Comes here to the Clippers. No, they have not won an NBA title. But you know what? They're a hell of a lot better than they ever were. And his influence is, is seen throughout the organization. Steve Ballmer told me one time about Jerry West. He doesn't even need to make player decisions. You know what he needed to do for us? Teach people how to be a front office executive. Teach people how to operate in the front office. And that's what a consultant does. And that's Te- what he's been doing. He said explicitly himself, I don't make the final decision, nor do I want to. He said that during this interview with Peter Vesey. Right. He teaches people. So he couldn't teach Magic to do it? I, I don't think that would have worked. I don't think Magic wants to be taught. I think Magic's going to do what Magic wants. You don't think Magic would listen to Jerry? There are certain people, yes, that I yeah. think Magic wouldn't listen. You think Magic wouldn't listen to Jerry West, I think someone would, who has yeah. done it, and Magic at that time had never done it? No, I think yeah. Magic would listen, but I don't think that works. I, I That's just me. And Rodney, you know Magic. Yeah, and there, there are people, obviously, that respect, that he respects on different levels and i i agree with with kevin is that absolutely he would have welcomed jerry west into the fold and and valued him as uh, as as someone to bounce things off of and being in the building as a consultant as a consultant well the roles would have to be defined yeah, but absolutely not as, not as- president of the lakers or general manager in other words one over well that's the- kind of how we you know we the clippers right that's exactly what he is with the clippers so, so yeah, but i'm so saying, you're saying he couldn't be that with the lakers because the question was would he have come back as- to work at as a consultant under magic johnson that was the question and he said he wouldn't be he says he didn't think the team would even him. ask him right he didn't think yeah. they would ask him that's more telling than whether or not he would actually take the job the, the fact that he doesn't think the team would even ask him that tells you Right there, what he believes his relationship with the organization is. And that speaks to her leaving him off the list. 
Which is what he's saying, by the way. Which is why he thinks it's intentional. Yeah. But I do think in a perfect world, if things were better and if he had stepped away from the Lakers a decade and a half ago, whatever it was, and they asked him to come back and he still had the bug to be involved but not be front man, I think he yeah. would do it. I do too. Because he's doing it right now. He's and been I doing think, it for And State I think Equipment. Magic would have welcomed him to do that. You know, there are certain people, obviously, you know, that you, you uh, and we know him and Rob didn't quite exist together. And there are a lot of reasons why. Um, but that's a total different role as a guy like Rob Link could come in first time GM, never done it before. Um, and, and then as opposed to Jerry West being in the building and then working together. Um, I, I think he magic would have been definitely okay with it. All right. You ready for the code word? Should we do what it? is that code word? Okay. So here's the deal. You know, you know how it works. We got yelled at the other day for not giving all the cold words. Yeah, and Kevin, we didn't even have the cold words that day. We didn't, but we've worked through it. It's fine. Let's stop talking about the past and move on to the future. We got another giveaway. And listen to us tomorrow for the payoff. Oh, we're giving it away tomorrow? Yes. Perfect. See, that's that's what you get for criticizing us the other day. Now we're in charge. So we will give it away tomorrow. The code word, and by the way, if you listen to all the code words, there are seven of them, right? You got to listen all day long. Then tomorrow when we give you the cue, you call, you give us all seven code words, and what you'll do is you'll want a six-pack of field tickets and VIP parking to see the Dodgers take on Arizona this Monday at Dodger Stadium. It's a great gift. By the way, the last time we had the code word, we gave it away. The listener that won, he and his buddies yeah. went to the game. Oh, yeah, and they videotaped it and saw them. It was great. Yeah, it was huge. So here it is. Write it down. The code word for today. It's because we gave it away. Yeah, because we gave it away. Yeah, that's why it was so cool. Yeah, and we'll give it away again tomorrow. Right. Whoever gets it will send us videos. Yes. It, it's a great, It's look, it's a great night out. We give it away better than anybody, Fred. That's what I've been told. <laughs> the code word is field. There. Nobody yell at us that we didn't give you the code word. The code word is field. Get all seven of them. And tomorrow, we will give the prize away on our show. You know, we haven't talked about the Dodgers. I know. Jerry West was too juicy. Jerry was juicy. The Dodgers were juicy last night the way they played. We'll get into that. Yes. And shout out to my guy, Stevie Wonder. Happy birthday, Mr. Stevie Wonder. Got nothing but love for Stevie Wonder and all that he has done for the world. With music and without music, he has been very special for, for us. He has been... He's donated his time, his energy, and has performed at, at, at numerous events for our Holly Rod Foundation. So I've got nothing but love for Stevie Wonder and happy birthday. Well said. Yes. I'm not going to get into that story that Jonas Knox told when he was out about Stevie Wonder. Uh-oh. No. Uh-oh. Not going to. Well, there was a question about if Stevie Wonder could actually see. And? <laughs> and uh, I said, No. Obviously, he, he's a remarkable human being that has accomplished so much and unable to see. And then Jonas told the story of how Shaq got into an elevator one time. And Stevie goes, hey, Shaq, how are you? Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin is laughing. Is that not what Jonas said? No, Shaq told the story himself on TNT. He said they were in the same building. Stevie was already in the elevator. The elevator door opened. And before Shaq took, took a step forward, said a word, Stevie said, hey, Shaq. And he said, you want, are you coming in? 
press the door close button and then press the button of his floor that he was going on. And Stevie's by himself, by the way. No one else with him. This That's again, this a lie is, right there because Stevie's never by himself. I would have thought so too. So this is a story from yeah. Shaq, by the way. So yeah. that's Shaq. embellished. Yeah, I didn't, embellished. I didn't buy it then. Yeah. I didn't buy it. Okay. Hey, who wants to go see the Giltinis? Right? I do. Major League Rugby. Can I go? So yeah, well, you can call right now. SoFi Stadium, Saturday. They're playing Utah. These tickets are forty dollars. We've had the the coach of the Giltinis on and the general manager. Rugby is great. We've got two pairs of tickets. It's a great event. If you've never seen rugby, even if you don't win the tickets, it would be a good idea for you to go out there and check it out. 866-987-2570. You will see the Giltinis take on Utah at the uh, SoFi Stadium on Saturday. Who wants to go? First two callers. Kevin, pick it up, and we're going to give them the tickets. Rodney, how about the Dodgers last night? Oh, loved it. Loved it. How about Julio? Julio! Dominant. Not down by the schoolyard, out on the hill. And I'll tell you what, he he is one of the best pitchers in baseball right yes. now. Yes. No question. Yes. That's what the Dodgers definitely needed last night. Uh, Gavin Lux in the tight pants again. <laughs> again, you think you're going to keep talking about he's going to change him? No. No, don't change him. No, I think he's going to paint him on next. Yes. Yeah, just make him as tight as possible. Because hey, he's, he's feeling it a little bit right now. Yeah, he is. And yes. He needed to. Yeah. I mean, he desperately needed to. He, so is Max Muncy. Yeah, well, I, you feel like he's coming out of it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, whatever he was in, and it was it was a severe funk, he's starting to come out of it now. And all of a sudden, you look at their body language, they look very different. Yeah, they do. They're, they're a yeah, whole they new group of guys now. Let me ask you, did you see the ball Mookie hit? Was that fair or foul? The one hit the Ooh, chalk line? The one, did it hit the chalk line? Did or it or the or camera not? angle? Yeah. That was the question. And, and was it the brown dirt that made the white chalk fly up? Yeah. If I'm a Dodger fan, that's a yeah. fair ball. Of course. Right? If I'm uh, rooting for Seattle, that's a foul ball. Yeah. And, it, and it's the, almost like it, it, it's what they called on the field is one of those, right? If it, they called it fair, they couldn't reverse it. If right. They called it, they called it foul, so they couldn't reverse it. I don't know. When I saw it and it was the angle of the camera and it, you know, just that was the angle that they had. It looked to me, sitting there, I went, that's a fair ball. I looked at it again, and I thought, mm, maybe that the brown dirt went on top of the chalk. Yeah. Not the ball hit the chalk. You know how, yeah, exactly. You know how good that game was uh, last night for the Dodgers? Um, it was so good that, that Oral and Joe Davis spent several minutes talking about dropping the soap in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oral had this whole plan of, of building a, a a shower tub where it has a ramp so you don't have to bend over. You could just kick it and it comes back up to you so you don't have to bend over and get the soap. Well, since Oral retired, he's had a lot of time on his hands. Yes, yes. Creative guy coming up with something <laughs> that everybody would like. How they got into that conversation, I don't know. I, I stepped away and came back and they were talking about picking up the show, soap in the shower. You know, well, that's what happens when, you know, things are much better now. Yes. You know, that's a story you would tell when you're down seven runs or you're up seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to start to fill yeah. here. We got to fill some time here. Clayton Kershaw was yeah. on the telecast last night. He was great. Did you yeah. see him? Yeah, he was great. Yeah. He was great. I love it. Muncie walked and he goes, Muncie walked. That's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Just that dry, yeah. dry wit. I love it.
Yeah, that it, it was a good win for the Dodgers and uh, much needed. So now you just wonder this question. Their body language is better and everybody seems to be more relaxed. Well, when you hit that happens, you know, was that just an aberration or, okay, if they turn the corner, next up they'll have Miami in town. Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? So they can, you know, if, if they can continue this, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you can string together wins, then it, it changes the mentality. Uh, you, you start to feel good about yourself. It's just like, a, you know, a hitter being in a slump. It doesn't matter who who the pitcher is. If you're getting hits, then it changes your whole mindset and your your approach and everything changes. The same thing with who they play and wins. And, uh, you know, by sweeping Seattle and, and got Miami coming in town, and, that, you know, no games are easy, but it's good. It's good. And hopefully they can, they can if not sweep, dominate Miami. Okay, our time uh, our time is almost up today. We're only after oh, no. an hour. Yeah, but we'd be remiss if we didn't wrap it up in the appropriate way with some spirituality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that'll be next. Yes, yes. Happy Throwback Thursday. Happy birthday, Stevie Wonder, Rodney, Pete, Fred, Rogan. Let's go. We're on a sprint. Mark Muller and James Brownfield, congratulations. You want a pair of tickets to see pro rugby action featuring the Giltinis this Saturday at SoFi Stadium. Can you feel it? Listen every day. We'll have more tomorrow for a chance to win tickets to the first live sporting event this Saturday inside SoFi Stadium. It makes history featuring the L.A. Giltinis rugby team. Don't miss the action. Get your tickets today at giltinis.com slash tickets. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've got about five minutes before we get out of here, so we've got to we got to wrap it up with some spirituality. And to provide that, we welcome on our dear friend Vic the Brick with a daily haiku at two, which today is at twelve fifty-two. Don't do that, Fred. I had to. Vic, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Vicky! The executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Put your hands together, show the love. It's Kevin Figgis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, you know them, you love them, it's... Yeah, Rodney I'm Fox, feeling yo. you, Vic! Yeah! Happy birthday, Stevie Wonder. Hey, Stevie. Signed, sealed, delivered. We're yours, Stevie. Yeah. Want to give kudos to the NBA for honoring Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. With the Civil Justice Award. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing. There's no no more of a pioneer than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, great move by the NBA to honor the captain. Yes. And again, there's a great parallel between Wakataka Kage, yeah. the up-and-coming sumo wrestler of my choice, and the Dodgers. Wakataka Kage yeah. wins his match last night in Tokyo, and the Dodgers go on and sweep Seattle. So Love there that. is a direct sumo parallel. Oh, yeah. Between Waka Taka Kage, say it with me. Waka Taka Kage. 
Nice. Waka, Taka, Kage. And your Dodgers. And how about Matt Beatty? Can we move him higher in the lineup? Just Everything, keep him in the lineup. Keep him in. I'd move him up. He's on. You know, some guys were barreling it up. He's barreling it up, man. Yeah. 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 You go, Matt Beatty. And now, this haiku is for the Dodgers. And the tranquil state they're in. You know, they're off today. I know. I'm keeping them tranquil. Okay. Keep them tranquil, Fred. You keep them tranquil, man. Because they're bursting through the gateless gates. No delusions to disturb the Dodgers. This is by Basho. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Haiku for you this Thursday, May the 13th. Uh, quietly drinking tea. A Buddhist monk. Chrysanthemum blossoms. I'm feeling you. Basho. Dodger tranquility, all. Little tea, little chrysanthemum. Keeping everybody Christ. calm and getting ready for tomorrow. Chrysanthemum. Or chrysanthemum. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Love it, Big. Love it, Big. Big, great job. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Just a sprint today, three hours for us tomorrow. Rodney, talk to you then. Yep. Through the hard times, worrying faces, shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst? They can do to a player got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.